0: Me, me, more. May you rest in peace. Awesome. Yes. 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 Arkhamia is running wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, "Give me the hell yeah, Ha <laughs> yeah. ha. Shooting place. Restaurant report. Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy, Ryback. I will be joined shortly here with Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc., wrestlinginc.com, over this week's news. Uh, big news, guys, going forward. This is going to be the last week that this podcast, this show is going to be available on the podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. What we are going to do is... Is with everything going, I've actually, to we've had lost several sponsors with everything with COVID. Everything's on hold. And I've not, this has always been, everything's kind of been centered around Feed Me More Nutrition for me. But as we grow this show, and I've realized, and people have told me in the past to do this, and I even tried it for a short period, but we didn't, it it wasn't done well, is, and I also learned you can't have the shows available everywhere, then expect people to want to pay for them. We're moving this show, essentially, guys, to Patreon. And we've come up with two different packages on that. I enjoy doing this every week. I'm very busy though. And and I need a way to, with everything and going forward, with stuff going on with that other organization, trademark wise and, and things of that, where it's going to cost a lot, most likely. And uh, so, every need every advantage possible uh, moving forward so that I do not slow down, feed me more nutrition one bit, which is what they would love The So what we are doing is this podcast is going to go to Patreon, patreon.com backslash Ryback, guys. Every Monday, this show an audio and video will be available on Patreon. The, that platform, the shooting blanks wrestling report. You could subscribe to every month. You'll get the, the full show every Monday on Patreon for $3 with that. We're going to have the whole package with Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback audio and video on Patreon with that for $5 per month for our subscribers on there, guys. And we may be adding in some additional content as that uh, as we move on, but we're going to see how it goes. And uh, we're pulling that from the, the, the audio on all podcast platforms, everything. And it's going to be exclusive to Patreon moving forward. The Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback podcast with that is only going to be made available on audio. That is not no longer, that is no longer, the video is no longer going to be on YouTube. And the clips, we are only going to have, we will have one clip each week on Ryback TV. One clip from the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report and one clip from Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. And, uh, and so if you want to watch those shows on the video, and that's why we're going to make those exclusive on Patreon for you guys and leave the audio as the audio always was available. And again, so we can continue the growth overall of the show. Um, but if you guys could please follow us on Patreon, uh, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated your love and support. And I believe we've made those very, very affordable for our listeners on there as we continue. And it's going to help me and give me opportunities to use that and to actually put a lot of that too into marketing uh, as we grow and expand this with that with you guys. So, but we will, this will be the last week of the show on the podcast platforms and on YouTube, which we will keep up. I believe this week on YouTube, this, this will be the last week on audio. The YouTube will be made this last week was the last week on YouTube. I apologize with that. And uh, yeah, and I got Chris Van Vliet on this week's uh, conversation. So that'll be a good one to debut on there as well. Uh, so, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Raj Geary. All right. I am joined by Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc., wrestling Inc. Dot com, My favorite personal wrestling site, Raj,
1: on the <laughs> internet. Thank you, sir. <laughs> How's your week going? I <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, it's great. Uh, had a good fourth. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good out here in Colorado. How about you?
0: Doing well. We actually, uh, the bars here have been put back to phase one. Which everyone is um, a lot of uncertainty uh, here with the governor and, and what exactly is going to happen. We we're not quite sure. I, I know a lot of people and, and people I've talked to are a little concerned about the, the gyms. Yeah, and uh, because I think that I really think gyms. If gym if everything else down and gyms stay open, I think for a lot of people at least they have somewhere to go to kind of. You know what I mean? Decompress. Yeah. When everything is shut down, it, it, I mean, it's, I know people that haven't been paid either. Unemployment, they don't have anything. Like, I'm like, what? It, it's a whole other issue on all that. I, I really, truly hope, though, everything, just wear the mask. I got my feed me more nutrition mask here and uh, <laughs> wear the mask, like they say, and uh, and hope for the best. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the same here. They they shut down bars and, and nightclubs again. Uh, and uh, and right now it's the summer, so you, you know they have a lot of you know breweries and stuff that have outdoor seating, so people can go and and, and that's relatively safe. But things are on the rise. And WWE they just had uh, a bunch more uh, COVID 19 positive test results that came from their recent round of testing last week. And it's believed that. Anywhere from 30 to 40 people now in WWE between staff, you know, employees and talent have been now tested positive for the virus. Yeah. And and they're in a hotspot in Florida as as is AEW.
0: The interesting thing on all this is, is, is on the one hand, because I saw it was the Kayla Braxton said she's had it twice that you can't. It's not just something you get once and that you can get it multiple times, supposedly. Right. Is that or is <laughs> well, there that think- information on that?
1: There's different, Kayla did say that. There, There's different theories with that because the testing isn't super accurate. So okay. there's a belief that maybe she got two fall, in like a, if she tested falsely negative and then another false positive, which is detecting, you I know, maybe you all, yeah small amounts that are still there. Or they say a small percentage of people don't develop antibodies. Okay. It's like five to 10%. So it could be a case that she never developed antibodies. And so she did get it again, but that's... It's that is so rare. It, it's uh, something that needs to be studied because not you haven't I haven't seen any celebrity say that they've been tested, you know, that they've come positive twice. And
0: we don't have enough information on her to really know. Was she full blown sick both times or was it like, right. yeah, that's so in the case that, you know, WWE, maybe it's a and I say this and I don't not the word blessing, but they if everyone gets it and the majority that everyone's going to end up all right. And they can get back to business on their end. You know what I mean? Whereas if the majority of people have it and they're all, right. they it's almost like a herd immunity exactly. within WWE. That, because I mean, that's a massive amount. And maybe that in all seriousness, maybe that's what they could have wanted from the beginning would by not taking precautions and just thinking, well, I mean, even though the risk for that, if something does go wrong with one person is, you know, I don't know, man, it's. It's crazy that they've had the outbreak in like AEW and other wrestling impact. They haven't really had that in ever. But I mean, it's just inevitable with the amount that the the talent travel and everything. I don't know. This is so just rare territory with everything. Is all we could hope for is everyone's all right and nobody is um, like talent wise. I don't think anyone is is gonna be in a bad spot i think everyone's gonna recover completely as the majority of healthy people do the issue is obviously with with the elderly and people that are more you know susceptible and i saw you know you talked about lana's parents supposedly she put out both like that to me is you know is she has she been around them i don't know which i don't i don't know the exact situation on that with her schedule and what's going on and but that's like real this is that's like real life stuff you know and i saw conan's was it Conan's mom?
1: Yeah, Mother? Conan's mom uh, passed away.
0: Ho- horrible. Right. Like, that's You know what I mean? Like that's the, the real life stuff that where the elderly and people that are more prone to like where we're gonna see this stuff and it's like, I don't know man. Yeah. But do, we, yeah. do we shut down the world for that also? I don't know, <laughs> like I, it's a tough thing.
1: It is almost like if you did shut down the world for three weeks, we'd probably get as close as possible to eradicating this, but that's, it's impossible. And uh, I agree. But um, yeah, so Lana, you, you mentioned Lana. Both her mother and her father have it. Her mother uh, was in the intensive care unit due to a positive coronavirus test. She noted earlier in the day that her mother, who's asthmatic, was taken to the ER with breathing troubles, and a sedative for the virus was put on oxygen. So the best to Lana and and her parents. And yes, it's not known if Lana had been around her parents or, or what. She said that her parents actually never go outside. Yeah. And so you know, you you hear stories that. The the surfaces stuff is overblown, but, I mean, if they never go outside, I don't know how how you're going to get it other than from packages or, yeah. or things like that.
0: And that's who to, who's to say that she's not living there. I mean, they could have. Right. You say something like, well, they never go out. Well, they could have made a trip to the supermarket. We don't know. The, the, right. So, <laughs> it's, but I believe her that, that when they, you know, I don't go out a lot, but I still go out and stuff. I have exposure to people. So, right. it's. Hopefully I hope they're all right. It's scary with this. And uh and you mentioned, you know, like the if we ever we just shut everything down for three weeks. And the problem with all of this is is and the way the world works, you're asking the majority of healthy people that aren't gonna be affected by this at all to care about people who a large portion of them don't care about themselves and never right. have health-wise. And so we're asking people to do the impossible overall. Right you Now we'll get some people that, okay, I'll wear a mask, go do everything. And you're gonna have other people that just say, fuck you guys. I'm not gonna ruin my life for people that don't give a fuck about me and don't give a fuck about themselves. You're just opening up a can of worms. That's, it, that's what we see in right. everything. And it's that's why I say shutting down has more serious repercussions. It's just something you're never gonna get everyone on the same page on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if you had something where you said, look, you don't have to pay your mortgage for this month and everything is shut down. And if you are caught going out, then that's rescinded. You got to pay. You still got to pay. But they're not doing that. They're
0: letting the rich still get richer. And we've seen it with all that. And there are people that are not in that position are getting poor. And they're not. And I'm I'm seeing it firsthand. And people aren't getting paid. And there's stuff. You're asking people to ruin the rest of their lives. And they're going to go in a hole they're never going to get out of. We're not freezing rent. We're not freezing bills. If that's the other thing on this, it's been half-assed Raj, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to shut down, shut down everything, right? Put the whole world on freeze. Yeah. It's not and like, like restaurant owners, oh, they all have- these companies and until like, no, it doesn't work that way. That's why you're getting the backlash that you're getting. And it and I man, I get it. Yeah. And I'm seeing it. It's just, but then you have people that have gotten it that know that have had that maybe have had really, really a b- bad case of it. And they know it's serious and that. But then you got other people, like I said, Raj, we're never going to have to worry about it. It's not. It's tough, man. Yeah, it's, No. It, absolutely. Is making people hate people even more so. And it, it's just one of those, you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is. I just know. I just know shutting down isn't working because it's not mm-hmm. it's too half assed,
1: right? It's got to be all or nothing, yeah. otherwise, it, it, which it is doesn't. impossible to do with this many people. So, New Zealand did it with a small amount of people, and they have eradicated; they have zero cases right now. But uh, which we should be <laughs> looking at? The, yeah, I'm telling yeah. you,
0: there's something else. You it's just, but like these are the real cases, and like for Lana and where I'm getting with this, it, it to her it's very personal because her parents now have it, and then you know Conan losing his mother, like these are real situations of people. You know in Conan's case lost his his mother to this but at the same time we can't expect everyone to they're they're not going to understand that because it's just they're not going to experience it to that level and
1: man, it's tough yeah uh this is going to be a weird uh transition, but uh someone's losing their eye this Sunday at extreme rules. <laughs> They have Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. It's called an eye for an eye match, and the actual rules are: to win the match, you have to pull the other person's eye out, take their eye out. And apparently, they're doing a cinematic match for this, where they are going to CGI someone's eye getting pulled out.
0: <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't know this. I I'd, I'd heard about the match. Yeah. And I just thought I I don't know why I thought I saw something like were an eye quit match or something like which I just thought I found humorous. Like, okay, they're just calling it, you know, different. Like like
1: Moxley versus Santana earlier this year. They called it an eye for an eye match, but it wasn't literally.
0: Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, obviously, because then there's that whole thing of if you got to continue on after. And, I mean, does the guy wear a patch for the rest of his life? Or even if Mysterio's leaving and then, you know, whatever. And then he goes, I don't know. And then he comes back. Is he going to come back in a year and without an eye? I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I, I think it, maybe that's an attempt to get people to watch to try to get viewers in. But I I don't really see. I don't. It's very odd. That it sounds like a Vince McMahon thing to me. Like that really, Vince somewhere in his childhood has a thing for somebody losing an eye and like it's come out <laughs> while he's like eighty years old. He wants to relive this one last <laughs> time in, in Vince Land or whatever. So
1: yeah, it just sounds like they're they're doing this stuff like the greatest match of all time, just to Create that curiosity, even though it's so like in this case, it's so stupid. No one believes that someone's going to actually lose an eye, but you're kind of (laughs) curious. You're going to be like, which is what I think maybe it's
0: outrageous marketing. And I'm all for outrageous marketing and things. But at the same time, when it actually goes against your own business of trying to suspend, you want people to to believe the product is real at the end of the day as much as possible. It always was built around that, at least. That you're kind of um, stepping outside of that, but it's, it, it, I mean, the, people are going to watch, even if like, this is, this sucks, this is stupid, and they're right. going to be watching it with their 10 friends. Like right. they going to have Yeah, <laughs> like that, that's, but that's that group that's watching anyways. I don't think you're going to get that other group that's not watching.
1: Right. So. Yeah. If I told my friends, I'm like, Hey man, there's going to be this match where the only way is to pull the other guy's eye out. They'd be like, what are you watching? You know? Yeah. Like,
0: and then when you say WWE, they're going to get a loser. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so uh, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that match is going to have the most interest on our site that day.
0: Well, we're going to have some, a great news story next week talking about one of the wrestlers legit losing their eye, Raj. That's <laughs> right. yeah. the first time ever.
1: Oh, f- first time for everything. Uh, also, Rey Mysterio, his contract is up. And it, it actually has been up for a few months. He's been working without a contract. If this was 20 years ago, this would, you know, Rey Mysterio would probably be on Nitro by now. But, you know, it, it, yep. it, now there's too much money with WWE. People don't want to piss them off. And there's loyalties and things like that. So I don't think it's likely that Rey Mysterio is going to show up on AEW TV without letting Vince know first. But he's a free agent. He could if he wanted to.
0: And I do know, and his son is also, Dominic is involved, and it looks like, in in training to be a wrestler and tied into WWE, storyline-wise, already. So that also will tie into things. And and Ray's a great human being, and his family will come first with everything. I think if Dominic wasn't involved, I think it's very possible Ray probably already would have been with AEW. I think Ray going to AEW is... For the wrestling business, I think that would be the best thing ever with that. But I think, again, money financially wise uh, and having his family and his son tied into WWE, I think that alters probably some decision making on his part where it's what's best for my family, not 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 what is best for Rey Mysterio. Right. Yeah, which is a testament. I mean, he's a, he's a really, really great guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to take off the world's biggest organization when your son's up and coming. So, no, he um, knows that. Yeah, but and they do uh, too. So, unfortunately, they will use that. Um, uh. Also, Kyrie Sane is expected to be on the way out. She is kind of involved in the storyline right now with Oscar, her and Asuka against uh, Sasha and Bailey. But she's reportedly uh, heading back to Japan to be with her husband. And um, I saw that
0: she was on Raw this past week, though. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she won a. Uh, I think she beat Sasha by count out or something like that. And uh, so she's going to be on Rogan next week. So apparently she's still going to be on TV maybe for the next few weeks. And they're writing her out.
0: Because I saw. I know I saw something that they possibly going to offer a, a large amount of money. Which and I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the whole scene as far as like the the, the Japanese wrestling scene or any of that. And I don't know. I mean, she has to do what's best for her. And if she's not happy here in the States, and, you know, I'm all for going home and being happy. And, you know, if she wants plans to retire soon, we'll see. WWE, oftentimes in situations like that, they'll throw throw some money at you. You'll just, you know, and you look at it for another year or two. There's a chance she stays, I would say. If that is a real thing that they are, they don't want her to leave, so... Right, uh, We'll just have to kind of wait and see. Everything right now is, this whole period of wrestling to me is just like, it's like forgotten all of right. it. Like none of it matters almost, which is why I wish it wasn't going on because I feel bad for the talent more than yeah. anything. It's, I think MVP too. MVP is doing, I think, like I, I, I genuinely think MVP's is his all-time best as far as just where he is at life and like performance-wise. But right. I also think it's, he's always been great. And I think also the talent, it's a different environment and he stands out even more in today's environment, which I really think I wish he had a crowd because I think he's and I I think him and Bobby are doing good stuff together. But it's just all of it. I see it and I'm just like, it's emotionless to me. And I just feel bad for them that they're doing and they're they're all it's talents. Awesome. So,
1: right. It just feels like you're watching a play on TV right now. Yeah, it is unfortunate. And you're seeing it in the ratings, let's go ahead and get to the ratings uh, while we're talking about it. Uh, Raw doing their second worst, I mean, by a hair, their second worst, it's it's basically tied with their worst number uh, in history, 1.687 million viewers on the USA Network last Monday, uh, is down about 3% from last week, which did 1.735. The only uh, good thing was that the number actually went up in the second hour, and then came back down only a little bit in the third. So it held their audience a lot better than usual, but the first hour. That did 1.697 million viewers was their lowest rated first hour in history. So record low ratings and we're not, and assuming football still goes on as planned, usually Raw loses 10 to 15% once football season starts. So that's, I mean, we're talking in really low, you know, 1.4, 1.5, if if that happens, maybe even lower. Very realistic. And uh, I think,
0: again, it's going to, are they talking about having football without fans? Yeah. Yeah. And if they do, and people are going to watch football regardless, it's in that they're going to lose a chunk of their audience on that. The trend, it just keeps going down more and more and more. I think really filming at the performance center, I think it's, I don't think it's working. I think it's the best. I mean, it's a great, it's a great place. Don't get me wrong. It's a great training facility. And, uh, but for shooting uh, regular TV every week, that, there's just no energy there. Right. And, uh, and it comes across, and again, this isn't any performer or wrestler or anything. It's just the, the environment and the lack of energy from a crowd. So, like, I'm not shocked. I, I, I think they go lower. I really do. I don't see what, and I see, I don't see them, um, and I, they're limited. I know that I don't really know what their options are. How can they really change anything? I don't know. I don't know what the, they've done outside skits with the other, like, the Viking Raiders. And, like, and I don't mind any of that stuff. But it, it's also, though, there's just nowhere to go with it because yeah. there's no crowd still. So there's, there's no payoff with any of it. And it's, it's a tough thing. Wrestling, I mean, it is not watched. And I saw a thing with, man, Kevin Nash, which happy birthday to Kevin Nash. He's one, one of the great all-around guy. The, uh, where he was talking about, like, you know, MTV, the music videos, how, like, they became non-existent. Right. Um, as far as on TV and how they were the number one thing and like wrestling was kind of like and that trend is like kind of shown. But also like music videos are on like YouTube and stuff now. People right. And they're very they're huge on that. The shift, the, the audience has shifted their viewing into phones. And I don't know what, but, but ratings aren't affected on the other big things. But for wrestling, whatever reason, I think two, three hours is a way too long to keep people with the, the world that we live in now. This ain't even like Nitro and in, in, in Raw three hours back then. This is in a whole different world we live in now, and people's attention spans are much, much lower. Much I would say non-existent almost for most people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a, a fair barometer would be Monday Night Football and how Raw and Nitro did against Monday Night Football, yeah. people watching wrestling against that. Back then, this was ratings, not viewers. They changed, you know, it's kind of changed how they monitor viewership. Back then it was ratings. But Raw and Nitro combined used to do nine or ten Rating and Monday Night Football would we'll do a 13. So yeah. that's like 80, 90% of the Monday Night Football audience. Now, wrestling is not even close to that. And no. can it get there? If wrestling is trying to do everything right and it's not getting there, then at least they've tried. But I just don't see <laughs> that doing everything they yeah. can to create large and life stars and compelling storylines like they had back then.
0: And again, the business shifted to um, where the moves have become. Perfect then i I've, I've said it all along move based wrestling does not draw and that we've seen it in on independent promotions like Ring of Honor they're not existent to the world they yeah. really are like from i'm and I'm talking I'm not talking about the wrestling community the wrestling community is well aware of them but the majority of the world isn't and the majority of the world and they, you got to have a blend man is, i'm all for like i love and respect wrestling i love it but uh, anyone that actually knows and has been on the big stage knows that's not what sells tickets at the end of the day and, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, the formula is not working overall, but yeah. WWE is making more money than ever, right? Right. So that's all they care about. And That's what I said to Vince. That's directly from it all it's a business and that's all they're looking at. And they're, they're not looking at all these other things that, and they're not, he's not, he doesn't look at it like, well, if this goes back to this, I could be making double what I'm making. He doesn't, he just looks at, he's making more money than ever and he has control. Over right. pretty much all of it. So,
1: Well, wrestling is you know, being subsidized by the TV contracts right now. I mean, that's what's paying for everything. And when they signed these contracts, Fox and USA, uh, it was actually two years ago, even though this is the first full year that they're in effect, their ratings were way higher. I mean, they've dropped considerably since they signed these, you know, billion-dollar contracts. And that goes for AEW, too. They signed a new deal with TNT in January. They were doing about 950,000 viewers a week uh, in January. And now they're high sixes, low sevens. And, yeah. and granted, we are in a pandemic, but the wrestling's in a weird place. It's, and that's it's- their
0: saving grace, the pandemic. When that, if, when this is all, if things return to normal, like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see if if things don't come back on an uptick, do these deals get renegotiated? I don't know.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's another thing is right now we're in the summer, so they have no competition. There's no sports right now because of the pandemic. And there's also all the big shows are in reruns. And nobody's watching so, wrestling. Like yeah. Are. And it, their ratings are still down. So it's yeah. going to be scary in, you know, in the next two two months when shows start coming back. And, and if sports do uh, start coming back like they're scheduled, NBA baseball is supposed to come back uh, soon. and. Those are going to take a big chunk out of NXT and AEW, which are already doing. AEW is doing some of their lowest numbers so far. Right now, SmackDown, they did 1.78 million viewers last week on Fox. That's their lowest ever. But that was Fourth of July weekend. I wouldn't look too much into that. They did a .4 rating in the, in the 18 to 49 demo, which is uh, terrible. But it still won the night in ratings because, again, all the shows are in reruns. So yep. with the summer it's fine but once the fall starts uh, they're going to be getting killed in the demo which is why they got the big contract in the first place yeah
0: you know it's just everything See, and you say that and they win the night like that that's right. uh, a reflection of, of tv viewership for that with that kind of stuff is, is is gone down but like it's weird to me see that's where it's like a double-edged sword where we un- viewing habits on tv aren't the same overall but again for like the big things they they're better than ever yeah so it's just really it's it's a it's it's odd and uh and again, okay. wrestling being on every week doesn't help and all that there's no off season and there's no no reset or anything like that so it just it's just stale there's it's just plug in people nobody's too big nobody it's just kinda it's consistent uh but that doesn't make for the best t v and there used to be like hooks too when you watch man you need something like what what are you tuning in for to watch to find out to what reveal are you just tuning in to see Matt Riddle and Keith Lee trade a fucking hundred moves for the night that you've seen already? Right. Like I'm, I'm serious. And that's nothing to get, but there's nothing you need. Right. Most people aren't going to, they're going to be like, I've seen that. I don't want to see that again. It's cool. Cool. Man. Like all those guys are athletic. Right. These guys have great conditioning, but like, what do you, you need a hook. You need to see like something. And there's not that that's
1: not going on in, in general in wrestling. So man, this past week, it's the, it was the 22 year anniversary when Goldberg defeated Hulk Hogan on Nitro, the 24 year anniversary of the NWO forming. Yeah. And just look at the heat when those happened and, and how crazy, and it was all character. It had nothing to do with moves and it, you know, ushered in the hottest era of pro wrestling that we've seen. I wish people would learn from that.
0: I remember to this day being in Mesa, Arizona for a baseball tournament and all the guys were drinking. And uh, we're all underage, of course, and I wasn't drinking. And they all went out on the town and looking for chicks. I stayed in to watch that Nitro with that because I, I wanted to see that. And... Uh, with Hogan and it, like the atle- the electricity of that. And I'll never, I'll just remember standing in the hotel room. I went out afterwards. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a loser, but I, I waited <laughs> <laughs> I did the, uh, and, uh, man, it was like, I still remember it to this day. I don't remember anything about that baseball tournament or that year. I just remember that. Yeah. It was just like, it was a, you know, and I feel like that, that it's gone to a degree. Yeah. In
1: wrestling. So. I remember we used to have Monday night, uh, parties yeah. and everyone was more into WWF at that time than WCW was stone cold, but we'd have it on picture in picture and everyone was over at the house. It was like 20 people. But when that Goldberg Hogan match came on we switched it over. Everyone's going crazy. I mean, and, and now I can't get people to come to watch WrestleMania. So no, we need, I really <laughs> hope that's why I was hoping like, cause Cody, man, I, I would like them to start
0: promoting dynamite parties. Right. just That and the Nitro Girls and the parties were the two things that I thought that made wrestling kind of cool. And it'll get people – if you let people know that we're going to put you on TV, the parties might start off kind of dorky, Raj. (laughs) <laughs> they might Well hopefully they pick up they get some steam within the college community sure, and
1: yeah. <laughs> uh but one last anyway. thing about the smackdown rating we did say it was number one in the demo but it was tied with a bunch of other shows for that number one it was tied with dateline blue bloods dick van dyke special and shark tank Holy shit. again a bunch of reruns so it's number one in the demo but tied with a bunch of other shows that are reruns it's gonna you know obviously uh once they go back to uh, the regular season it's not going to Be as well, but overall, still number eight for the night in total viewers. So even against reruns, it was still last. So. Not good. Also, Great American Bash Night Two, AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night Two. Both shows were actually down from last week, and these were heavily hyped shows. NXT presented their biggest match that they had with Adam Cole versus Keith Lee, title versus title, and that match was a big success. It did their highest rating. That match did 922,000 viewers, so is the, the most watched segment on NXT TV all year. But overall. The show did 759,000 viewers, down 4% from last week. It still beat Dynamite in total viewers. Dynamite did 715,000 viewers, which was also down 4% from last week. But Dynamite did beat NXT in all the, the major demos except over 50, and that's where Tony Khan really went uh, was going off on Twitter about how they are winning that, those demos. So,
0: Yeah, um, that's, I watched the majority of AEW and I, I like I said I enjoy out of all the the shows that I watch I enjoy watching that one the most just cuz the environment they have that that big arena setting it just it just comes off cooler to me it's just it's a little better to watch even though it's again not the same without without people in general without a crowd but um NXT 3 weeks in a row of the overall total number and you know again this stuff it's a uh, these guys on all ends like the, the f- these people that that talk shit they're gonna talk shit regardless you're never gonna win it's you can't argue with someone that two plus two equals ten like that they're gonna always those people they don't even when they're wrong they don't even you can convince you can give them every fact in the world they're not gonna think they're wrong <laughs> and they're not gonna and it's not gonna matter it doesn't matter i just think they just gotta tony it, it obviously is very personal to him he because he's he's very invested in this and just uh and passionate about it and from everything and i've talked to and the people that are working there how he treats people so much better in just in general than what wrestling has been in the past and specifically with like how wwe operates and whatnot it's those people are always gonna they could be winning every week and they would fans would be coming up with a reason to talk shit to them And the year i just think it's Like in my, you just block them and just keep putting out a great product and everything's going to be fine. Cause those people are always, they always are going to be chirping no matter what. And even if, if AEW wins, you know, 20 weeks in a row, it's, well, you're beating the developmental program. You suck. That's what, that's what they do. They just make noise and you can, you can give them every factual report. And this is what advertisers are looking at. And I know Jericho yeah I think it's important for them to come out and let people know that that is this is how what is important on what you know advertisers are looking at, but at the end of the day the total viewership does matter too yeah we can't just say it doesn't, but I think that's just a case of put the information out there we're not gonna see them doing that every week it's here's the report the numbers, and this is this it's not a loss we're we're winning still so
1: right yeah 18 to 49 is the prime the key demo as as far as advertisers go obviously wwe and AEW now they don't share in the advertising revenue you know that's all they're they got guaranteed contracts for their tv deals but to your point total viewers do matter if you look at just look at the nascar trump you know donald trump said nascar ratings are down and if you look at all the reports that are saying that he's wrong they're not doing the 18 to 49 number they're you're talking about the overall number. And so that's that, you know, they still use 18 to 49, a lot of mainstream media articles, but usually it's the overall viewers that are always there. So Those two it is are the important. two most
0: important. Well, I think they're both right. kind of hand in hand with right. that. And obviously uh, you both promotion, you want to win both of them, I think is, yeah. you don't want to, but I think there's in the, this situation, it's that it's still a win for them because they're still hitting that, that they're getting the, right. that other one. I do look at it though, from, from what they're doing, I am curious, what has changed where AEW was getting the upper hand? Pretty, I felt like, I mean, yeah, it was a given, yeah, before. And where, where did that? Because all of a sudden there was just a, a switch. They just switched spots, kind of. It feels like on on that. And I'm I'm like, well, what was the shift that happened? Because I'm watching AEW every week, and I, like I said, I'm I like what they're doing on a lot of things, and and what they're, but and I'm I'm not watching NXT. Right. So I don't know what they changed or it was any from your, what you've seen is what's the difference here with this.
1: So for me, AEW it's the easiest show to watch of all the shows yeah. with the presentation, like the, the outdoor setting, the lighting, everything, how it looks, but nothing feels big on that show right okay. now. There's nothing really compelling. Whereas NXT, they've been doing a good job of building their big matches, like everything else. Uh, is kind of fodder you know and and this week we saw NXT actually won I mean AEW won the first hour overall and then uh, NXT won the second but with their big matches they are doing a good job of building those up and they're also new stars Karrion Cross. they've been doing a good job building him up yep. whereas AEW they they're having these guys lose right off the bat whether it was Lance Archer Brody Lee probably Brian Cage next week and uh, I think they need to keep those guys special and not having them lose right off the bat because you you know the, the genie's out of the bottle. Once these big guys get beat, once people see that, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's hard to turn back. And also, again, too, with no crowd and no storyline developments,
0: really, it, right. things are. I agree. That I could, I, I could see that, and that's one of the things where you just. I think too, like in in the Brody Lee thing, with the these promotions, and I would imagine they're having difficulty create creatively. On what do you do? And again, do we want to do these huge storylines with no crowd around right now, or is it just survival mode? Let's just give them right. something, but let's not give them everything. Which I understand that. And I, how long again? Then, then now we're getting to the point though. This is going on for a bit. Do we just have to say fuck it and let's just go? And I don't know. And yeah. how high can it go with good storylines right now? I don't know. With that, even yeah. though I think I just think that that's. Yeah. They're in a tough spot, all of them. But I do NXT. And like you said, if, they, if they're if they really, they're doing a better job, maybe building up their main event storyline and getting a little, maybe in, where AEW, even though they did Orange, Cassidy, and Jericho. And I enjoyed that. And I thought that was, but again, it's a huge jump from Orange, what he was doing nothing. Right. To all of a sudden now competing against, the your essentially your number one guy that you brought over mm-hmm. with everything, which I thought, fantastic job all the way around, but it's it, from a storyline standpoint, a guy with his hands in his pockets for a year is now, you know what I,
1: so I don't know. Right. Yeah. There's, I think there's just too much goofiness in AEW okay. and it, wrestling has always had that, yeah. but not everywhere, not in the main event area. Yeah. You don't have Goldberg in, 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 goofy, you know, wrestling. You got to have that. that uh, El Dandy.
0: Yeah. Right. What Cody and Daniel Bryan, it was actually, when we used to ride, the, the the phrase is is if you can't draw money, be funny. Which is yeah. kind of a, like in in wrestling as far as like if you have a serious run and it doesn't go well, and just be funny. And like yeah. you could you could end up making a lot of money still, but it doesn't it was kind of like a little wrestling thing. We always used to joke about <laughs> the uh I don't know, man. I'm trying to think and I don't know what AEW can do with that. You know, I think you know, you got there's massive potential there with things. Yeah, but you I think losing really does it, I'm telling you. I have a, for myself, I have a very, very, very uh, intriguing storyline that I want to do when I come back to wrestling. Yeah. And uh, I truly believe it will be incredible. And uh, I will have that conversation with one person only, and uh, we will see. But it's based off of getting people to watch and wanting to see every week. And uh, that's
1: just missing. So you're saying we'll talk about it after the show?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, no. and then I'll link it on YouTube, the hidden discussion between Raj. Right. Stage Megan. <laughs> news on plans for Ryback's return. <laughs> from the bookshelf camera you have on, and we'll get it. We'll both go
1: in on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's great. Because that, that is one thing that's missing is intensity. And yeah, I think yeah. Omega oh, and Page, those guys are main event stars that are just kind of on the side right now. I, I think they're waiting to, to have crowds to do the split, but... I think they got to pull the trigger on that, make it intense, no goofiness, just make it bloody, make it violent. And uh, I think that'll, that'll work. Uh, Kenny a guy
0: too, which by the way, it's kind of with all of this, he hasn't had his, uh, you know what I mean? Like he had, there was so much hype with him and I feel, but I feel like he's just involved in the storylines for what they have. And I think there's the, there's what I'm getting is there's a lot of potential for him to go on
1: and do a lot of stuff. It, yeah. It's not like he's been all the value has been taken out of him. Oh, he's absolutely just not, not being utilized. He's,
0: yeah, he's just not being featured as heavily, I feel like, as as he can be, but that's fine. I'm not I'm not like he's doing other things with getting elevating other talent and I'm that's saying that we have that still with Kenny. You know, if Kenny turns heel eventually and goes on I think there's I think there's a good two years with that. So Yeah.
1: One thing we've, we had first reported at Wrestling Inc. earlier this week, that WWE has removed ring announcers now for the time being from the ring. So, you're not going to see them in the ring. So, now you're seeing a lot of weird stuff where the wrestlers are kind of cutting promos leading to their matches. Uh, they, they still have the ring announcers at ringside. they They are doing some of the announcements. But for the most part, there's not much ring announcing right now. So... Just one of those weird things, not a huge story or anything, but...
0: uh, No, I'm wondering, that has to be a Vince thing, where he's some reason he's not happy with ring announcers right now with no crowd, possibly, so...
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's a COVID concern, even though they're far apart, you can have them far apart to where that shouldn't matter, so, yeah, I don't know.
0: I would say that that's probably more with, with again, no crowd there. Maybe that's just them adjusting a little bit for what the reality of it is, and I don't know, let's... He he would, every week there would be something he's rules, you know, they just would implement or say, you can't say this, you can't do that. And that's just the way that it is.
1: Yeah. So AJ Styles this week, he addressed the heat he had with Paul Heyman. I had been reported that AJ Styles was upset because Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were released. It felt like Paul Heyman was responsible. Styles said that isn't the case at all. I'll give you a snippet of what me, Gallows, and Anderson already know. Paul Heyman is a liar. Now you know. I'm sure you've heard it that before. If you go back to his ECW days, you'll hear that. He's a bold-faced liar. So that's my take on that. I will let Gallows and Anderson add to it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Paul's a guy, and, and I've talked about this and having to work with him. Like AJ. AJ's not saying anything anyone else do- doesn't know. I knew when I was, got lined up with Heyman, he was working with Punk. He wasn't working for me. And, uh, but he will make it look like, and I already knew the the situation of what was going on. And Paul's a guy, though, you do want on your side if he likes you, because he could be very beneficial to your career. If, uh, but, um, that's just, that's the wrestling industry, man. It's all, it's a bunch of fake political bullshit. And that exists in every other, there's political bullshit in every job in life. Who likes who, who doesn't like you. And there's just some people go, like, there's people like me who can just tell you how I feel and I am not fucking worried about it. I'd rather you know where I stand than where I don't stand. And then you have other people that aren't like that. Paul's not a physical specimen. He's not somebody that, that's going to kick your ass or do anything. He's so, and, and he's from New York. And a lot of people from New York fucking lie. I found mm-hmm. my experience and that's not stereotyping all of New York. That's just in my experience. That's just something that they're, they're carny and they fucking lie. That's so it is what it is. As long as you know that that's you just, I think knowing is, is a, a big part of it in working there, but you're being told when he's your boss or in, in charge of creative and maybe telling you like one thing and then stuff is happening behind on another that it's really frustrating. And it's like, but that's wrestling. Man, is it's a fucking shit business as far as who you trust, and it's just the way that it is. You got to know that going in. It's all—it's a bunch of fake bullshit, and that's why that's why those contracts are so goddamn important. What you get written on those, so.
1: Yeah. SummerSlam is going to be taking place at the Performance Center. Vince had been dead set on having it in front of fans, but that's not going to happen. They had planned for some shows later this month uh, in Lakeland in front of fans, but obviously with the the outbreak in Florida, that's not going to happen. So Performance Center for SummerSlam, the rumored main event is going to be Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the title. And I mean, that's, that's about as big a match as you could do right now.
0: I like it. I think that's a good match if they're building Drew and... Uh Edge out, take Randy, and uh, I think Drew getting a win over Randy, if that is the direction that they're going, is uh, it, it really, really helps elevate Drew mm-hmm. um, further. With this, it's all, again, without a crowd. It's nowhere near the impact that it would have. This is all, like I said, the forgotten era where there's going to be people that if they do return to crowds that are going to have no idea what's happened the last six months, five months, right. or however long it is. But before we get back to that, it may be even longer. So hopefully, they, again, they, they do their best, everyone, from a production standpoint of really making it as, as good as possible. But it's we've seen it, how good is wrestling without a crowd? It's just kind of plug people in and they've done some good stuff with it. The Boneyard match and, you know, I loved the Wyatt Cena stuff at WrestleMania. I really, those two things alone, I thought were fantastic. But you can only do that so much also I mean, from a creative standpoint. So I don't, I like the matchup. I I, okay. I would like it a hell of a lot more though if it was in front of a full stadium.
1: Dominion this weekend, the first major show with fans. It's going to be 30 uh, percent, you know, in in front of a, the crowd is going to be 30 percent. Japan has not had coronavirus near at the levels that we have. Things are getting getting back to normal, but finally a a show with fans, you know, from a big uh, from a big company.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do, and uh, it's great. I mean, it, it's a great step. And, but it's crazy here in the States how we're going backwards in some states, pulling back. And uh, even though I know COVID is up on the numbers, deaths are down. But I just saw right. another article where they're anticipating those are going to start going back
1: up. Was yeah, there- there's a lag on those. That Supposedly there's a lag, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it takes weeks before... People usually die. But they are also saying now that the median age is much lower. It's a bunch of young people getting now, yep. so the deaths are expected to be lower because yeah. younger people are less susceptible uh, to dying from it. They still can, but uh, it's not as It's common. rare.
0: It's not nearly as, as, as the same percentage-wise. Right. So, yeah, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. I think they're looking to – I think that's going to be big data-wise for the United States and what we do with wrestling, I think. I think if the cases do keep going up and, and the death rate does – lower or stay consistent to where it's been there's a good chance everything then just they're going to realize it is the younger people and and great we're not having the deaths that we were and th- that hurt immunity thing and let it just and hopefully start building to getting things going back to normal it's uh that would be the best case scenario but it'd be nice to watch you know have wrestling with with people
1: yeah For them. absolutely also, Matt Riddle, this uh, past week, yeah. he, he released a video. He was uh, accused of sexual assault from uh, independent wrestler Candy Cartwright. She said that he forced her, more or less, to give him oral sex. Yeah. That was two years ago. Then she released, uh, you know, uh, Matt Riddle said that she had been stalking him, uh, that he's been talking to his attorney, uh, that, you know, that and denied the allegations. She, this past week and posted photos of them together, which was last year, which according to her was from last year, which would have been from after the assault, uh, alleged assault. And then Matt Riddle then uh, released a video statement admitting that he had an affair with uh, Cartwright, but denying that he ever sexually assaulted her and that, you know, they had to block her, that she was obsessed with them. And uh, she's crazy, basically, is what he was saying uh, after he called it off. Yeah, I
0: don't like really getting involved in like this stuff because it's so like people's personal lives and stuff. I really this but has been blended in with um with that and that whole speaking out thing, which I was telling you, that's the one negative of this is where people if they you are going to have people like this, if that is true, where they're just mentally unstable and will. And I don't know, man, I just say like that's. I I, it sucks. You have to come out and talk about your personal life, and which you don't. He can just ignore it. But then there's people are going to make assumptions, and you know that's why I said when someone comes out and says something like that, it can stay with you for the rest of your life. So then you do want to come out and put out a statement on it. And it's this is one of those things where and it's involving his personal life. Happened to be married, and this wasn't a thing of like a single guy. Just you know what I mean? Where it brings in the family kind of, and right. It's just it sucks all the way around and i just i hope they get it all settled and regardless if he feels the need that he had to come out and say something that's his every right to do it and for his fans and people that follow him and and want to know what the truth is from his his point of view and you know then they're gonna let it all play out however it will and uh the the, the thing that sucks about it though is if in matt there everything's 100 percent accurate and true and that is the case with her and filing the restraining order and all this stuff that uh like even if she is in the wrong and comes out and they i was wrong like that story is not going to get the traction that then there's people that won't ever hear of it they'll just say oh that matt riddle's a real piece of shit like you know it's and regardless i just try not to pass judgment on anything And it's regardless of the situation we all do it and hopefully it's all smoothed over and he can get on with his career and uh, and uh, make some money in WWE.
1: Yeah, uh, independent wrestler Tony Gunn, who's with OVW, he uh, he had come out. Uh, I, I believe it was last week. Uh, he he said that he had been using the the phrase the Gun Show for uh, several years. And another person from OVW said that uh, he had received a cease and desist from Billy Gunn, who has that term trademarked. Billy Gunn's wife uh, responded to that saying that's not true. They never sent a cease and desist letter, but they did ask them him to stop using that term. I yeah. do have it trademarked so uh yeah, and uh, you know Tony Gunn is very upset about it, but I mean that's the reality is you know trademarks are trademarks that's that's the legal system
0: and no and, and so I could speak on this just from I with me right. and like my supplements even I trademark like different names. Like my Wake Up Unlimited Energy, that's the trademark for uh, dietary and, and supplement, that whole sector, uh, and f- like food products and things of that nature. And there's a... I've had to do this on multiple occasions where other companies will try to launch a product with one of my names that I have trademarked. And I have to then... My first step is I ask them, like, hey, look, and I'll send them an image of the trademark. Usually, that that's pretty... Most people will will fuck. And they're not... They're not around. They're not major companies yet. And they realize that this isn't going to be worth it for them. And then there's times when I has to go a step further and then got to fucking contact the attorney and have the attorney contact them, which usually gets the job done. But then that, that costs money now when you do that. So that's why there's no doubt they probably just reached out first and said, look, we have this. This is trademarked. And usually that's enough for people if they can look and see that that's accurate. And then if not, then you get the attorneys involved and. Uh, and if they choose to keep going, then eventually they're, it's going to cost them a lot of money and no good will ever come from it. But that's what trademarks are for, is to protect what you trademark. And if the other person, even if they were using it prior and they didn't trademark it and it, it's just the reality, it sucks, but that's, that's what it is. And I've had to do it. I've had to file things with Instagram on reports on companies to get their accounts shut down. And it's just, you protect what you trademark and, uh, I, and I understand from Billy and why they're doing it with his son. And, you know, in wrestling, too, I was going to tell you, a lot of people, and that's the other thing in wrestling, there's not a lot of respect sometimes, I feel like, like, when you come up, like, that's what I was saying, like finishing moves and things. You see other wrestlers just doing other people's finishing moves. It, that used to be, like, a thing you just never did mm-hmm. outside of it. You'd have a guy from another promotion that they would use it for a finisher. But a lot of guys now just use the finishing moves just for fucking moves because they don't know what else to do. Right. To kick out, I'm like, man, that just never, it's, it's just, things change and
1: whatnot. Right? <laughs> I did want to ask you regarding the trademark thing. Because I, I totally, in this case, I totally get it. You know, Billy Gunn's been using it for years. You know, he's had a trademark. But with WWE trademarking names, and, and that's all fine if you're trademarking your characters. But they then they should be doing interviews using their real names. The problem is, is that they're out in public using these names owned by someone else and they're never allowed to use their real names yeah. or and because you won't see james gandolfini doing media as tony soprano he's uh-huh. james gandolfini on these talk shows whereas roman reigns is roman reigns he's not joe annoying yeah right? so I, I that's where it gets iffy with the trademarks because these guys are having to live with these characters and they make it their own you know they become yeah. them where it and blurs the to lines because they're like not the allowed light,
0: And then in those situations, and they don't want you getting your name over to a degree because they don't want you to have, you know what I mean? That's just, that's, that's what it's really screwed up on all ends. And I'm dealing with it with them on other things and where they want to keep trademarks they're not using and they don't own. And it's like, it's, it is what it is. They're not, they're not good people. They never have been. They never will be. And it's, I'm reading a marketing book right now, by the way. And one of the things in this uh, book talks about that companies. That and especially like in the sports world and different that are that have really, really, really done really well. They have it's and this reminded me of the Vince thing talking about fans and how outdated he is, is but it's uh, employees first employees, fans, shareholders that are the companies that when you construct your importance level of employees, fans, shareholders, all the right decisions are made all the time, pretty much. With that, and WWE does not do that, and they've already come out and said that fans are our number one priority. So you're saying fuck you to your employees, which they're not even employees. The wrestlers, right. that they publicly have already stated this. And when I saw that, I go, no, it makes sense. And you see, like these brilliant minds like Gary Vaynerchuk, they always are talking about how value your your employees, give them, make their lives better, let them. It's okay if they want to leave. You know that that you're going to, that working with you is going to enhance them. And it's going to, what happens is when you have that, that system in place is you get way more out of your workers because they're more loyal. They, they want to give you more because you're open communication. WWE is the complete opposite of that, if that makes sense. And it's a good business for me, learning business. I, it's important for me. I go, man, that's, don't be that. Don't be that. And, but that is what Vince, he's very carny and old school and he's, He has created that world, the opposite of what is ideal for actually a healthy work environment, which everyone you'll ever hear, you'll even, the WWE is the least unhealthiest work environment probably on the planet, but legit. And don't give me the, there's the decent money at times and whatnot, but very unhealthy work environment. And it comes from the, how that, that system that they have put into place, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's always been crazy to me. It, it's almost like if you've had a gimmick, a character, a name that you're using all the time. And it, once you've used it for five years or 10 years, it's yours. Yeah. You know, that should just be a company policy because you made it your own. you you become that character. You, you put so. all that
0: work and time into it, everything. And it's, yeah. it's like even like things where you create like I mine I created mine, not there. And then right. they know that's ours. No, it's not. It's not right. yours, and I, and I will prove that time and time again. And but a lot of people don't even want to go get into that battle with them. But it, right. it's just it's fucked up, man. It's all a control thing. And, and yeah. they, when you don't value people like they do, they they don't they don't they don't want to, God forbid somebody goes and does well after there, right? They yeah. how many times do we see that not happen? And it's, right. it it sucks. So
1: yeah, the company loses nothing by letting the guys keep their no nothing their characters. So. Absolutely nothing. So. Uh, so yeah, turned out, uh, another, uh, these weeks aren't getting slower with COVID, but, uh, man, I can't wait for this year to be over.
0: (laughs) I know Raj, hopefully, hopefully things improve, but thank you as always. And what, anything to plug this week?
1: Yeah. I mean, keep checking out wrestling.com. We, uh, you know, we always have exclusive interviews. The news has just been insane. Some of our recent interviews we've had, um, Rick Flair, Jake, the snake Roberts and who else, uh, Al snow, Hugo Savinovich, uh, who talked a lot more about the WWE Saudi Arabia stuff, uh, stuff. He he's, he's heard firsthand, a lot of shady stuff going on with that. Uh, I will uh, say
0: too, the WWE attorney guy, that guy is a fucking idiot. He's full of shit. I know people that work there the office that have told me he's the slimiest, fucking filthiest motherfucker, and that's why he works for Vince. So, I believe Hugo 100%. Fuck yeah, their attorneys. It. I'm telling you, they're pieces of shit. Yeah. They, they're the they're not was- saying they're not smart people, but they're fucking pieces of shit.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Got a little personal. Sorry. <laughs> so, he's got a lot about that. And also, uh, Georgia Smith, the wife of the British Bulldog, talking about his, he was supposed to be inducted in the Hall of Fame this year, who she'd like to see induct him, things like that. So, keep checking out wrestlinggeek.com.
0: Good deal, Raj. Thank you, as always. And thank you guys very much. You've just listened to another episode of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more. Thank you guys very much for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report with myself and Raj Geary. Check out WrestlingInc.com for the latest in news in professional wrestling. And Feed Me More Nutrition, my all-natural supplement line, available on FeedMeMore.com. Just for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, we're going to give you 20% off with the discount code SHOOTING20 at checkout. Just use code SHOOTING20 on FeedMeMore.com to save 20%. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More.
1: Report.